12 minutes to go in normal time. Liverpool 3-0. Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Yeah! Hello and welcome to Redcast, the day after Liverpool have just beaten Norwich 1-0 at Carrow Road. But before I talk about football and about anything to do with the podcast, I just want to touch on uh, my regards to Caroline Flax family. I don't expect them to be listening, but I just want to mention that anyone who does listen, check up on your family and check up on your friends. It is okay not to be okay. If you're dealing with mental health, you can talk about it. Uh, I've said on podcasts previously that I've featured on, like my own one, that Matthew own pod. I've done a whole podcast dedicated to mental health and said if anybody ever wants to talk, I was here. So I'm extending that offer to the Redscast as well. Um, I am here to speak to absolutely anybody. I know what it's like to go through mental health. Um, I know what it's like to feel like there's nobody to speak to. And the fact that another celebrity has taken their own life and it's getting mentioned again in the media. It's hard to to read stories about it, really, um, because this is something that should be spoken about all the time. Fair play to the Premier League. They've done the heads-up campaign this weekend, and all players have had the heads-up um, logos on and for the last week's games as well. Yeah, and they've done the mental health um, minute a few weeks ago where every game starts a minute late, but that's only one organisation. It's good to see a massive organisation support mental health now. Um because I think back to times I've been on the radio speaking about Chester from Lincoln Park, who took his own life, and Mac Miller, who took his own life. Um, feeling like there's nobody out there to speak to, it, it's hard, and it's it's hard to deal with, and it's hard to come to terms with, but there is always people, uh, and quite often people with mental health wouldn't be openly happy to speak about the mental health from just going up to you and saying, I, I'm depressed, or I've got anxiety, or, or whatever diagnosis they have got with mental health. Um but depression is one that's really kills and the suicide rate is growing at an alarming rate. Uh, and a lot of people, I know myself and I was going through severe depression that if people would have said to me, are you okay? Do you need to speak about anything? That would have then probably prompted me to have asked for help. Um, but then it depends what type of person. Like obviously if a random stranger in the street said to you, are you okay? You're not going to say, oh, no, I need to speak to you. But if you wanted to do that, that's fine as well. Uh, I just feel like everybody in the world should ask at least one person, a friend, family, loved one, every day, are you okay? Do you need to speak about anything? And if they need to speak about then you need to support them. And if you don't know how to do it, refer them for the best advice. Because believe me, when you're going through things like Caroline Flack was probably going through, you feel, your head's just not filled with how to resolve it. It's just filled with things on how to to commit what you want to do, which is ultimately suicide. And it, it's hard to say something like that, but it's the brutally honest truth. And I just want to touch on, if any of the people listening to this or watching it on YouTube still buys that scum, I'm not going to mention it because I don't feel like their name should ever grace a podcast to do with Liverpool, never mind anything in my life. But I think people know what I mean by saying the scum. If you still buy that, and you still continue to want to buy that, I would rather you not even listen to this because this podcast is anti-scum. Um, and yet again, they're at the centre of it, published articles about Caroline Flach, um, and then when she commit commits suicide and took her own life, all them articles go. It was only the day before Valentine's Day they were publishing an article um, with like a jokey card slating into her for the allegations that she's been accused of. 
she is still not being found guilty, obviously, um, whether they'd still done a court case, I'm not sure how that works, but she was not guilty up until the day she took her own life. So she was an innocent woman because the justice system in this country says innocence and still proven guilty, and she was innocent because she had not been proven guilty yet. And people are just slating and saying she's done this, she's done that, just from little bits of leaks that they get. And it's who knows, she's innocent. If she'd done it, then address it then, but you still don't need to hear, hear abuse at somebody and hear that much grief at somebody's life. What that woman went through in terms of newspaper articles, stories, tabloids, slating it. Imagine going from at the top. Now, I don't watch Love Island, but I know many people do, so she was quite high up. I like, had to top her presenting if she had a show like that. And then she loses it all. Um, and then everyone continues to knock her while she's down and then is asking themselves why she committed suicide. Like, just get real for a minute and think about all them tweets when you're tweeting a corner for all sorts for what she's been accused to have done. Um, laughing at her when she lost a job. Imagine all that happening to you and then telling me that you tell me that you could deal with that and still be strong. It's so hard. And if you're in that rut, it is so, so hard. And that woman must have been at the lowest point in her life to take her own life. And the fact people who I have seen tweet abuse at her when the allegations came out and now the same people tweeting how sad it is that the world's lost it. Well, thing you need people need to think before they speak and social media is such a powerful tool and people need to realise what they put on that. People can read and people can get hurt and upset by it and affect them mentally. And people who have slagged that woman off and have now killed herself, it's not saying you're directly to blame, but just swerve it. Just stop saying things about people online because if they do read and it does affect them, then it's just it's horrendous to know that somebody's went through that mentally and felt like there was nobody else to speak to and people need to realize what they say and do online is is hard for people to read if it's offensive so if you haven't got anything nice to say don't say it and if you are dealing with mental health there is help out there there's so many fantastic charities i've been lucky to work with a few when i uh, was promoting my podcast during mental health week last year when i done a mental health podcast um i've worked with some phenomenal charities like help musicians and calm and mind and stuff so there's help out there in forms of charities and uh, i understand that if you go to gp it's not going to be a fast process to get seen because i've been through it myself uh, but ask your friends and if you're if you've got good enough friends and family i really encourage people start asking like one person a day are you okay it's it's not an your day if they turn around with such a big issue then you should be caring about them enough whether the friends family loved ones to help them resolve that issue because if they killed themselves then you would feel so bad and suicide if you are dealing with mental health is not the answer and there is help out there life is so short and so precious just live it to the full and don't let people say things that hurt you just rise above them i know it's easier said than done but it's just one of the things i am here to speak to anybody who does need help though if you do need it so yeah, I just want to get back to football now, though. Um, Liverpool 1-0 yesterday, 27,110 in attendance. It was a solid game, really, a really solid game. Norwich, they said it on the telly yesterday, in like, like the best team from over 20, if they've ever seen. And that's such a solid fact and statement. And, well, it's not a fact, because um, it probably has been teams relegated at the bottom on more points than them. However, the way they play, the football they play, is it's really good. Um, when you just look at the stats, they had more tackles than Liverpool. They, were, they won more aerial duels. They dribbled past the Liverpool players more. 
but then they were with they were dispossessed more. We had more corners, more pass succession, more possession, more shots, etc. etc. Um yeah, so we dominated them, but they did give us a good game and I was never in doubt. I'm not worried now um about any game when it's like 70 minutes in and we haven't scored because you just know the poor always find a way but I just want to touch on Naby Keita yesterday for me he played really really well considering he's had so many critics for things he's done in his career he has played so well yesterday um he had two out of two aerials one two out of two dribbles uh, he took two corners fair enough Liverpool just can't take corners he was involved in five tackles he had 76 percent pass succession but he attempted uh, 70 passes and 53 of them uh, were complete which is it's good stats it's solid stats for a centre mid I think Naby Keita had a good account for himself yesterday um Although I did only discover about 10 minutes ago that Naby Keita was 25. I didn't realise he, he's still young, um, but people think of him as still a kid and he's really not. He's 25. He's heading into the prime of his career. And if he's if he's as good as he was at Leipzig during his prime, we'd have got one hell of a player on the hands. Like he he was phenomenal. Um at Leipzig, he just hasn't hit the ground run at Liverpool. It's positives from some yesterday's game would Everton really, I don't think we've put a foot wrong. They played well. Alison Becker, by the way, he is the best goalkeeper in the world. And I will not take anyone else's opinion on that if you think somebody else is better, because he is the best goalkeeper in the world. Even when he was down and all a player had to do was chip him, he still got that ball away from him. He is phenomenal. He, I, there's no one better than him. He's like glue. He's been out for 10 games this season, and he's got, I think that was his eighth clean sheet yesterday, which puts him. Top, um, or if he's not top, he's joint top. Uh, but he's still top of the Premier League clean sheets, and he's missed the first ten games through injury. So it just goes to show how good he actually is. That back five is world class. There's no better back five in the world than Gomez, Van Dijk, Robbo, Trent, and Allison. They're just absolutely incredible, really. Um, the whole team, Jordan Henderson, PFA Player of the Year for me. I've seen people talking about it should be Van Dijk again because he's just set his bar too high. People aren't realising how good he is. Van Dijk is world class. I appreciate how good he is every single game and I'm sure every good pool fan does. Van Dijk does very rarely puts a foot wrong. Like, very, very rarely. He is absolutely immense. There's nobody better in the world than Van Dijk. But Jordan Henderson, what he has done in the past two seasons at Liverpool, he deserves player of the year. He deserves to be acknowledged for how good he's actually been because... He's world-class, he really is. And a few years ago, every Liverpool fan, me, myself included, and many other fans who uh, I go to the game with, I've all wrote him off in the past. And now he is back better than ever before. Um, and he's just incredible. And I just feel like him winning the Champions League lifted that weight off his shoulders and just felt like, right, I've done that. I want the league now. And he is going full throttle for it. And even the interviews after it, how good they are and how well-spoken they are, you can see that this team ain't given up until they've got them five more wins. And that's all it is. Liverpool are five wins off winning the Premier League for the first, well, we say first, might be third if what we're seeing happens, but we'll talk about that later in City's scandal. Um, but yeah, he deserves it. He's, he would have done what no Liverpool captain would have ever done before, um, which was only Gerrard predecessing them and Hippier and by winning the Premier League, which we haven't won the league for... 30 years I've never ever seen us win the league so there's so many different generations there's three different generations there uh, well decades that we haven't won the league for that there is a decade of new fans waiting so there's people who are still 
30 waiting. There's people who are still 20 waiting. There's 10 year olds who are about to enter probably the best 20, 10, whatever years of their life, whatever Liverpool dominate for, because football comes around in a circle. But I feel like we're back to dominate. And yesterday's performance just shows that everyone was phenomenal. Sadio Mane, so good to see him back. And obviously he got the winner. His stats actually when he came on were incredible. He come on um, on 60th minute, I think it was, 93% um, past succession. We tried 15 and 14 of them were accurate. Absolutely incredible. He had one shot, one goal. That's all he needed. That touch was absolutely incredible. Um, the whole like, he was he was just phenomenal when he came on. It was good to see Milner back. Good to see Fabinho back. And then for, when Fabinho came on, Henderson lost into more of a tackle midfielder, which completely changed the game for me. I think it was a stroke of genius from Jurgen to bring Fabinho on and push Henderson up, giving Henderson that freedom to attack with the front three. It works wonders. He he is playing that role so good. But I don't think there's any role Hendo can't do at the minute, to be honest with you. CDM, he hates playing it. He has to move. He got moved. Is it unbelievable when he got moved? But then whenever he's called upon as a CDM again, he plays incredible. When Fabinho's been injured, he's played incredible. Fabinho came back, and you'd think Fabinho as a natural substitute would have been Henderson, uh, but it wasn't. And Henderson pushed forward and changed the game. He absolutely changed the game. I think it was his pass to Mane, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he got the assist there. Uh, let me just double check. Yeah, he got the assist. So it was his pass over the top to Mane. Um, absolutely incredible from Hendo yesterday. 76 attempt to passes, 61 were accurate. Gives him an 80% pass success rate. Um, he won his aerial duel. I think he only had one, did he? Um, he had two aerial duels and won one and um, lost one, but one was offensive what he lost. So they, they based that off at corners and stuff. But you know what? Henderson for me yesterday was absolutely phenomenal. He got given the man of the match on Sky. For me, he wasn't man of the match. Uh, it was well for me. Uh, I've just I've just completely give Sky my credit there. Um, they give Mane man of the match because obviously he got the winning goal. Um, but for me, Jordan Henderson was man of the match yesterday. Absolutely everywhere when you look on his heat map, but was dominating around the whole pitch. And uh, the only player who looked like he had a better heat map than him was Kaita, who again I mentioned absolutely phenomenal yesterday. And I feel like if we can keep him fit, we're gonna get the Kaita of of old back. Um, I think because when he first signed, he had this big massive reputation, um, and now since he's been at Liverpool, he's been just battered by injuries and loads of people just think he's not that good would you know Naby Kaiser he really is good <laughs> he's a really good player um but he's just being battered by injuries really and if you're watching on YouTube by the way and you're wondering why I keep looking over here I've actually now got a very swanky setup where I can actually check facts while I'm on here so I can't get things wrong because I've I've realized I've given a few uh, wrong bits of information only stupid things like but um yeah, I'm just looking because I wanted to discuss uh, Atletico Madrid and how they've been this this season. Um, but yeah, so yesterday, I'm trying to figure out as well when we win the league because it will affect City's replays on Wednesday, isn't it? So it wouldn't even affect it. But when it first got ruled out, I was thinking, oh, when are we going to win the league then? Because they they refused to play it this weekend, didn't they? And rightfully so, just to be fair, still Liverpool done it. Um, I see nobody has been slating Jürgen in his um in his press conferences for what he done with the kids. They were praising him. So it goes to show that Jürgen knows best and people need to stop writing blag articles like 
like is what happens to Cameron Flack. Imagine if, imagine if like yeah, gonna let all the bad publicity go to women. Like he must be such a strong person. It must be interesting to see how much crap he gets off the press, and then people wonder why people take their lives. It, it's just, it's just horrendous, really. Um, but it looks like we're all set for Palace to win the league. Um, which is five o'clock on a Saturday, which I know for most local fans, me personally, right, I'd I'd love to win him at Goodison. I would. It'd be so funny. But then five o'clock game against Palace, knowing you can go straight into town and have a boss time with all your mates and celebrate what you've never seen before in your life will just be incredible and it'll be so worth it for me. Um, and I think most other local fans will obviously win their goodness and it'll be good, but we want to win the league eight o'clock Monday night when you can't, well, you could go out to celebrate, but most people would have work the next day. Me personally, I do my own routers. I will not be in work and I'll be celebrating that whatever day we win it. But I would prefer Palace. Um, and it is increasingly likely that it's going to be Palace provided and touch wood. We do not slip up any time before that which i don't think we will uh, i do think we're going to be every record but i'd like to see him focusing on the champions league once the league's tied up because why not why not go and win that and win the fa cup while you're there as well just to shut everyone up with that and um, but i do think i was looking we actually play um chelsea on a thursday i think and we're expected to play on a saturday uh, when the fa cup's on so i do think he's probably going to trust the kids with the fa cup again and i hope the kids do the business but yeah, want to go. It's only going to be a short podcast because obviously I, I am on my own. Um, it is a winter break, so loads of the people have been on winter breaks. Me myself went to Amsterdam. Absolutely incredible. Um, gets better every time. The dam it's one of the best places in the world. So yeah, that's why there hasn't been a podcast for the past two weeks because I've been taking Jürgen's advice of having a winter break. Uh, but I just want to say the kids are absolutely fantastic. Necho Williams is going to be as good as Trent, uh, which is scary to know we're going to have the two best right-backs in the world at Liverpool. Um, it's just crazy, and they're both scousers. It, that game was really good. I mentioned on the last podcast I was taking my missus, and my mate was taking his missus as well. We had the boss time, their first time in Anfield. It was good atmosphere. Cop was booming, sold out. So that Shrewsbury game was incredible. Um, but yeah, so I, I didn't do a podcast after it because... I just thought everyone knew how amazing we was and I wanted a winter break and follow Jürgen's advice and I literally went away like two days after it. So, yeah. Uh, but I'm back, ready to go, ready to push on for the final end of the season of Liverpool, winning it and covering it, which is going to be cool. Back into the Champions League swing of things now, though, which is, it's exciting, uh, but I'm going from doing like one podcast a week to two uh, to speak about the Champions League games. But this week, we'll see us face Atletico, um, who I had been told... I'd been playing really bad. I haven't really paid attention to them. Uh, Spanish football is not something I like watching because it's just Madrid and Barca. So there's never really any competition. Jao Felix, I did watch a first few of his games, but he's not been. He's not set the world like, like everyone said he would. Um, but uh, they said everyone was saying they were struggling to score. Now the last three games that they've played, um, they got beat one nil by Madrid. They beat Granada 1-0 and they've just drew 2-2 with Valencia. Uh, when you look through January's fixtures, they scored three goals in four games. They got beat 2-0 by Ibar as well, which is very concerning. And then December's fixtures, they were scoring goals, but they got beat 1-0 by Barca, drew 0-0 with Villarreal. They beat Locomotive Moscow in the Champions League, beat Osasuna and beat Betis as well. But they haven't, they've only been scoring one or two goals a game since 
the whole season really when you look back the i'm looking at november october the again they, they have been struggling to score uh, obviously they've just got carrasco back um from china obviously he's come back because he doesn't want to go on their wage cap uh, that which is yeah so which i got harley for united as well he's been playing quarantine why buy a player you can't play but anyway um yeah so they've got carrasco back and they do seem to have sco- been scoring but in the last three get three games in february they've t- only took four points so they lost against real madrid in january the they took four points all month. So they haven't been playing well, um, which is surprising because they've got such a good manager and they just seem like a club that is consistent, but they don't win. They don't win everything in Spain because that's Barca and Real Madrid, but they do seem to give teams a run for the money. Um, but yeah, Jao Felix doesn't have seem to have had the impact I think they were all hoping for. And so they haven't really replaced Antoine Griezmann, who's went to Barca. Uh, and he's been playing quite well at Barca. Um, but I think everyone would play well in a front three with Suarez and Messi. But yeah, it uh, doesn't seem like they've replaced him. Am I worried about playing them? Absolutely not. Uh, I'm gutted I'm not going back over to Madrid to see it because it's one of the best places in the world. And obviously being there when we when we won number six was incredible. Uh, I'm gutted when I'm not going back. Uh, and I'm jealous of every single Liverpool fan who's flying over to Madrid. My hope is all have an absolute ball because it's special and I think probably every fan who goes would have probably been at the final because obviously we've gone from having half a stadium to just a section. Um, so yeah, I'm gutted that I'm not going. Jealous of everyone who is going. Um, and yeah, I'm worried. No, I think we'll wrap it up at Atletico. Um, I think being back in that stadium will be boss for all the Liverpool players. I do think we're probably going to wrap it up in that leg. Um, to the point that we could probably rest some of our players in the return leg at Anfield. Uh, I'd, I'd take two or three nil against Atletico because um, they can't seem to score. We've got the best defence in the world, the best goalie in the world. So it could it could pan out well for us, really. Um, but I'd like to see a two or three nil cushion because if we take a two, three nil cushion to Anfield, we're talking about a team who hasn't scored more than two goals all season. So three nil, they haven't scored three goals all season in a single game so um i don't think why well, i went back to so like yeah even in the champ yeah you know, the last time he scored three goals was the first of september against a bar and he only won three two so it just seems like a team in i don't know what the transition type area because they've lost the best player and they've replaced him with a kid i, I do think joe felix will be incredible for them but i just don't think he'll do much against Liverpool uh, I hope he doesn't touch what he doesn't but you never know bigger stage now uh, round the 16 of Champions League he, he could want to do the business really um, if he wanted to but I do think we'll batter them 3-0 come back to Anfield and get a 1-2-0 win there and see us through to the quarters uh, and then I think the quarter final fixtures are after we would have played Palace if I'm not mistaken so we would should have wrapped the league up by then uh, if the, before that then It'll only be like one or two games before we win the league. So as you're getting into the business end of the Champions League, because we have been absolutely relentless in the league this year, it I hope to see us start to focus on the Champions League if we've already wrapped the league up and try and do the double just to rub it in people's faces even more. Because everyone seems to... If we win the double, it'll be incredible. For any team to do, it's incredible. Uh, and then if we go and do the FA Cup as well, that means we've won five cups this year with the Super Cup, Club World Cup, Champions League, Premier League and the FA Cup, but obviously we need to win the Champions League again for it to count as like the double. 
um, which I do think we do. I do think we will. Uh, I'm not scared of any team in the Champions League. The only team for me who makes me think hmm, is Barca, but then we battered them last year. Uh, well, Barca have obviously improved by getting Griezmann. They do, I do would, I would like to see Barca again in it, uh, just to beat them. But I'd love to get Bayern Munich and not Coutinho out again, just because he is a rat. If uh, I would have took him back, and I still probably would take him back, but he's still a rat. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, I'm excited for this game. Looking forward to being talking about it straight after. Um, and obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, there isn't a visual podcast for Champions League. They're just audio only and in the Premier League as video and audio. So any game that's on the weekend does video and audio. Because um, ain't nobody got time to record a, a visual podcast at 10 o'clock at night when you have full-time jobs and after the Champions League. So audio ones only for Champions Leagues. Um, but yeah, I'm pumped for it. I think we're going to be, be phenomenal um, as always. I think that's why he rested like Mane for the 60 minutes this weekend. Um, I think he's just going to go with the same team, really. I think we're going to absolutely just go all out for it. And he said, Klopp said he's got the whole team fit. Minamino couldn't even make the bench this weekend, um, which shows the depth we do actually have in our team, which he was saying at the start of the season, he didn't believe Liverpool did have, and City money bags obviously did. Um, but Minamino, our latest sign, couldn't even make the bench against... Norwich so it says it all really the depth in the squad I'd like to see him on the bench it seems like the Champions League is his stage he come alive for Salzburg in the Champions League I'd like to see him play maybe not this game and I'd like to see him wrap it up this game play full strength but I think maybe in the return leg he let some of the um, fringe squad players are they called now or fringe players let some of them get a game if it's providing it's being like 3-0 Atletico I reckon we play like Minamino and that because uh, our fringe players are strong enough to do Atletico as well I believe but even good to see if he gives like Champions League debuts to like the likes of Curtis Jones off the bench or Nico Williams coming on for Trent for the last 15-20 minutes it'd be good to to give them that European experience if the tie is wrapped up early on so that's another positive of wrapping him up early on really um yeah so i'm on my own today so the podcast was was quite short i do want to touch on city though um <laughs> what just say about them um user cheats these they say the title this year is tainted uh, by vaughn people have been saying online the tainted title um for liverpool but it just appears that city are the cheats and they've been a cheat all along and I have seen, I don't know if it'll happen, but I do feel like if they lose this appeal to your wafer, uh, which I do think they will lose, I can't see them win, I can't see a wafer. There must have been a lot of evidence to ban them for two years from the Champions League and fine them 30 million. So let's just digest. City being banned from the Champions League for two years loses their approximately £76 million in terms of. Uh, sponsorships, uh, ad revenue, etc., 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 TV rights, uh, all that comes with the Champions League. They've lost about £76 million a season. Now, City last year for their profits was plus £10 million. So, if you take the exact same finances as last year where they didn't actually spend loads of money, where, yeah, they didn't spend loads of money, they still spent like 150 mil, but if you take their finances from last year and take the Champions League out, they would be on minus 66 million for the next two seasons. That's without them buying or selling players because uh, it could have been different to that specific year of who they buy and sell. But let's not forget, David Silva has already said he's going. Aguero's probably going to go because there's no 
without Champions League football, a lot of their team are going to go. You're going to have the proper dedicated players who have probably got like four years left on the contract where they're on loads of money and they can't get it elsewhere. The likes of like maybe John Stones or somebody. Um, you can sure as hell bet Raheem Sterling will go. De Bruyne will probably go. Aguero will go. Like all the world class players which City have will probably go. The only one I can maybe see staying is Edison because where would he go uh, unless he went to Dortmund or someone like that? Um, but the likes of De Bruyne, Sterling's, uh, and Aguero's, they're going to go. They are going to go. Jesus uh, is going to go. Anyone who's about 26 onwards is probably going to go because they all want to win the Champions League and they now know for the next two seasons they can't do it at City whether they go out on loan and come back, but then it's whether City qualify for the Champions League when they do come back. Uh, so I can't see them doing that. Also, with City, I've seen rumours that the Premier League, if your way for do, if they lose the appeal, the Premier League would have to take action in a sense of if they let, if they take no action no action against Manchester City, it looks bad on them that an organisation as big as the Premier League has let one of their clubs get away with it. Now, the rules, apparently, I haven't looked into them. Um, I don't really want to re read a big, massive rule book, but apparently somewhere it states that if you was to be deducted points or go into administration or liable finances or something, you can have to play your football in League 2. Now, Manchester City going down to League 2 after thinking of the best team in the world when it's just run by all your money and they got fake fans is hysterical. It really is hysterical. Um, what makes me happy more than anything is the Premier League could strip them of titles that they've won because ultimately they were cheating and they were cheating the system and lying about the finances to get these world-class players um, in the team. Now, I used to always think, how on earth did City get all these superstars and Liverpool couldn't when we was a bigger club? Like, if I was an investor, I'd buy Liverpool over City, but... Hey ho, we had the Americans who ru ruined the club, but yeah, the new Americans are boss. I can't praise them enough. But anyway, back to City. Um, so if they were to be stripped of their titles, all them fans who have spent their whole lives singing about Slippy Gerrard and all this and how we didn't win a league, we would get them winners' medals. Now, obviously, Gerrard wouldn't have that emotion of lifting the league, but I, I honestly hope if we just get their medals back, the only thing is Sterling and get another winners' medal. It would be boss for Gerard and that team to come on the pitch and lift the title that they should have had because City are cheats. I've seen as well, ultimately, what sent them over was buying Wilfred Boney. Imagine a player who done nothing for your club is the man who gets you banned from the Champions League for two seasons. It's crazy. It really is crazy. And the fact they've lied about the financial fair play. It was so obvious because they're saying the stadium's sold out every weekend and you watch them and it's half empty. It, it's obvious that they're buying tickets themselves. And covering it up. Uh, and I'm, I'm made up they being caught out. Any team that cheats should be caught out. If Liverpool was to cheat and it come out in a few years that we had cheated to win the league, then and you lost your title, then that's one of them things, isn't it? Like you, you shouldn't cheat your way to win. Uh, and people believe Liverpool are like gonna get done in a few years for cheating for the way they play. They were just incredible, the athletes, they're unbelievable athletes, and that's just through intense training. Um, but yeah, so if City was to be stripped of them, Liverpool would this year be three-time Premier League champions. So that would them... I mean, I'm not holding out hope. I don't think they'll strip of the titles. But imagine if they did. Steven Gerrard would have a Premier League winner's medal. So all them rival fans would have nothing to sing about anymore. It'd be funny. 
Well, it'd be boss because I mean, it doesn't bother me when they sing about because it's just like he's a boring thinking a new chance to insult us. You're singing about a player who hasn't played for for three seasons. Yeah, he's our greatest player of our generation, but shut up. He's won a Champions League, and half the clubs you sing about it have never even bloody played in the Champions League final. But Gerard would have a Champions League medal, which is good. Brendan Rodgers would have one, uh, who started all this, and Jurgen's finished it. So I have a lot of respect for Rodgers. I do believe his philosophy of football is what started Liverpool and turned that modern day football into what it is today. I do think he was one. He isn't appreciated enough, although he didn't win anything, and he did. He is very egotistical. Um, he did start our philosophy of football, to be honest with him, and then Jurgen finished it. But Jurgen is twice the manager. He is, um, but you can see all the rest of that they're starting to play good football uh, under Rodgers. But yeah, so we'd get a medal. City would be stripped of that, and then we'd also get the title from last year. So the same group of lads who are going to win it this year would get another medal, which is deserving, really. If if they, they have cheated the way to it in the Premier League, even if we have cheated the way to have won this title, then they should be stripped of it. And the fact that Liverpool would be on 22 leagues over United... Imagine that in like two weeks after we win the league, the Premier League, go, you're getting stripped of these, they're going to Liverpool, and we instantly overtake Manchester United in leagues. The fume, the uproar. I would honestly be, I'd, I'd get Twitter on the big screen and just sit and just keep refreshing it and just walking at people fuming. It's so funny how much people hate Liverpool, um, but we're the best team in the world, so they can't really, really have anything to say. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that unravel and seeing what happens to Man City. Um, Open Jürgen throws a bid in for the brain and I'll get him on the cheap, you know. Be good to have him in the midfield. <laughs> but to be honest, that's the only player I'd take off City is is the Bruyne. Sterling can leg it. Um, and I believe our front three are better than Sterling anyway, all of them, so he wouldn't get in. Uh, but I would only probably take the Bruyne out of them. I'm probably, I wouldn't even take a Porte, Joe Gomez is better than I wouldn't take anyone but the Bruyne out of their team, uh, if I'm being completely honest. I'd take people for the bench, but in terms of starting players, just the Bruyne, that's all I'd take. So if you are listening, Jürgen, go and get the Bruyne for us. Go, the Bruyne and Mbappe and Werner, go and do the business. Um, and Werner seems to have hosted up as well, seems to be a pretty much a done deal, which is, we've bought his release clause, uh, which I think was 55 or 58 million euros. Uh, so it's that's good to see that phenomenal player. Be interesting, like I said on the last podcast, see where Bobby goes. But yeah, it is the end of today's podcast, a short one on my own. Um, so I can't fill up an hour of just rambling. You'd probably be bored if it was just me talking for an hour. Um, I just want to plug again, 90s Liverpool, the event I run, Tall Paul headlining with K-Class doing a live PA with Bobby is on the 9th of May, which is coincidentally the day we play Chelsea and lift the Premier League. And then two hours later, the party starts in District Liverpool. Tickets are on sale now. Do get them. Um, it's a boss event. I'm not just saying that because I'm part of it. It really is a boss event. Uh, it's always a good reviews. It's always booming. It's always sold out. It's boss. So don't be one of them who's crying with not to do in the pool. Just won the league. I have give you enough warning. There's still enough tickets. Go and get them. Um, yeah. So I will be back on Spotify, Apple, and Google on Wednesday. The podcast will go live with the Champions League. Back on YouTube next week, next Saturday or Sunday. Um, this is the first time uploaded on a Sunday. Thought I'd be a little bit different. Uh, the studio has massively improved. Can't wait to get more guests back in. Now we've got proper official lighting. Like, it doesn't make me look as bad. How amazing is that? I still look terrible. Like, but uh, I do like having proper lightings because I've done, I done radio and TV in uni. So the last podcast, when I could see me light, you know, I'm shade and the reflection of um, the Liverpool picture behind me, guest, I was fuming that I could see a light. So we had to improve it and get proper studio lighting which is cool it just hurts my eyes after a bit um 
but yeah i am back next week don't forget if you're watching on youtube to leave me a like rating and uh, hit the subscribe button and there's like a ding dong bell next to it click that and you get notifications every time we upload it's massively massively appreciated the support so far for the podcast five episodes in has been amazing uh, and i can't thank everybody who's give me feedback enough um, and also if you're on spotify or apple give me a rating if you're on apple uh, and on spotify i think you can only follow so do that on apple give a rating if you can please it's all appreciated the support is incredible and also, if you are a Liverpool fan and you do want to come and talk about Liverpool and talk about the games um, with me, let me know if you message me on YouTube or hit me up on Twitter. It is um, the Redscast Pod or on Instagram. It's Redscast. Message the page on there. It's all going to be in the description below the video if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on Apple and Spotify, you can just swipe up without the podcast going off anyway and type in Redscast on Instagram. Let me know. Give me a message. I'll get you in on the studio. We'll talk about the Reds and talk about how mustard we are because, yeah, why not?